Sci-Fi on Trial. Jesse Mercury. So far on this show, we've only examined films with bum raps like Phantom Menace, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, or Armageddon. But this time, we're changing things up. We're going to examine a film with an overwhelmingly positive response, Guardians of the Galaxy, to determine if it's been remembered fairly. Joining me, as always, are Johnny Unicorn and Ryan Casey. And I'm thrilled to welcome back Daniel O'Connell and newcomer Naomi Adele Smith. We'll also hear a featured interview from Barton McGuire. Let's meet our panel. Let me hear everyone's loudest. Ha! 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 What? What? Am I? Hey, me. That's funny. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah, that's the podcast. <laughs> Here on the Strange Noises Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, are you prepared for the trial of Guardians of the Galaxy? That was a resounding no. <laughs> are, I thought, I you, thought were you were talking to the audience. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking to you. Oh. I'm talking to you pieces of yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. left me hanging there. I'm super sad. I'm we're on a ready. couch. Okay. <laughs> we got the microphones and everything. Been here for an hour already. That was a devastating start to the podcast. <laughs> Uh, so I'm your host, Jesse Mercury, and I'm here with Ryan Casey, Hello, Johnny Unicorn, Hi there, Daniel O'Connell, Hello, and Naomi Adele Smith. What's up? So Naomi, this is your first time on Sci-Fi on Trial. Yes, it is, Jesse. Are you excited? <laughs> <laughs> Don't I sound excited? You sound like totes excited. <laughs> uh, so, now, well, we should introduce you, because we haven't met you before. You're a musician, <laughs> you're a singer, you mm. play... In the Jewish choir, with the with the songs, uh-huh. uh, you play in my band. You play synth in my band, and it's mm-hmm. wonderful. You seem surprised by that. Like I you was just remembered it. I forgot. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've been on my other podcast before, so mm-hmm. you've been vetted thoroughly. You can speak for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Can I? <laughs> you really? can, and it's gonna Thank be great. You. And uh, you're here because it's hard to find people who don't like Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and we have three of them sitting on this couch right next to each oh. other. So let's just jump right into opening Chicken. arguments. Naomi, tell me how you feel about Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I just thought it was a great children's movie, but I didn't see why all the adults were so excited about it. Damn. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's fucking scorched earth over harsh here. Harsh start. <laughs> Case closed. Dan, obvious uh, you don't like this movie either. I don't like... Okay, so when I first saw the movie, I was really let down by it. But really? I think... Yeah, I think my opinion was skewed and not necessarily fair, because, like, dozens of people whose opinions I trust was like, it's the best movie I've seen in, like... 10 years it's the fucking it's the juice of the juice and then yeah. i saw it and i was like that's not even the best marvel movie mm-hmm. uh so what is the best marvel movie Ka- so do you think Winter you would have that's pretty good that's pretty good do you think you would have liked it better if it hadn't been for the hype for sure i think my opinion was somewhat unfair i rewatched it today and i was like yeah this is overall a fun movie i still have some definite problems with it yeah there's just a lot of like hand holding that doesn't need to happen what do you mean like give me an example uh, a good example is like he just turned off the gravity for everyone else but us. 
Like when yeah, it's, it's clear like, that obviously. that happens. Children aren't that dumb. Like, no, yeah, you can I'm, understand. I'm pretty dumb. <laughs> I feel like it helped me uh, understand what was happening. Johnny said the first time he saw it, he didn't know what was going on, even with all the exposition. So, <laughs> well, I think part of it was that I was talking over it a lot. Yeah. No, a, <laughs> Have you ever watched a movie with him? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be one to judge, but that's a weird way to watch a movie. <laughs> What were you saying? Were you talking to the movie? No, I was just like, why the what? What's what's that about? What's <laughs> you the, just you didn't what? understand. So you, the answer is yes. Guy. You were talking to the movie. Wait, how many blue guys are there going to be? <laughs> He's created a vicious cycle of you didn't understand one thing, and right. then you asked a question, and you missed oh. another thing, and then yeah, that, yeah. that happened in perpetuity for the rest of the yeah. movie. Did anyone ever see um like uh, a like a comedy movie in the theater where everyone was laughing a lot yes yeah. you miss like half the jokes yes yeah because they're still laughing from yes. the previous joke gotcha gotcha that was you like that, yeah. with guardians of the galaxy by yourself yeah except yeah. it wasn't not laughing were you in a theater no did I you think... ruin this movie for a bunch of people it was me and john and audrey in audrey's room i think the i first would never time do we that saw it. did audrey enjoy it yeah she loved it she okay. hyped it up to us hardcore and yeah. so, so we were, we it. both went into it like, oh, this is going to be the best thing I've ever seen. Okay. And okay, then okay. I was like, oh my God, he didn't take her hand. That'll probably come up at the end in some big, important way. And then I was annoyed by that. Like, I always get annoyed oh, if I can predict something yeah. like that. And then it comes true. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I so. see that. I just, uh, we'll get into it. <laughs> okay. That well, was well, the part that well, I I'll forget. Was, Tell me. About, I just thought the, the, the opening scene of the movie might be the best scene of the movie. It's so fucking good to have that kid be, like, scared of grabbing his dead, like, his dying mom's hand. is like a wonderful, oh, now he's, psychic, like, emotionally broken forever. It's like a yeah. wonderful origin story yeah. of him being. Yeah, Agreed. and then come back later, make you cry. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I I felt like him grabbing uh, what was her name? Gamora. Gamora. Yeah, Gamora's hand was not like a reasonable like hero's journey of like he learned. It like felt really. Dude, he was in direct contact with an infinity stone when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, I felt like the goal of that scene was partially to be like, remember that time when he couldn't hold a hand and now he can hold a hand. It was like that yeah. time when he couldn't reach out and ask for help when he really needed it, and then the time where he really fucking needed it and he did. What what Beautiful. happened in between there that made him? What? How did he? Like friendship. How decades of adventure. <laughs> how did he get there from the beginning of the movie to there? He's what? hanging out with those Ravager guys for like a bunch of years, a bunch of criminals and knuckleheads. They're not his friends, really. No, they're not his right. friends. They oh, hate yeah. him. They want to eat this ragtag. Going around. I don't, I don't know if you've heard, but they wanted to eat him. They, but yeah. they didn't eat yeah. him. <laughs> Ryan, how do you feel about this movie? <laughs> I liked it a lot. I I really did. I saw, I mean, it, it did get hyped. It did get really overhyped. I think at a certain yeah. point, but I think I saw it in the theater like right when it came out. Before the hype. Before the hype. So yeah. I saw it before the hype, and I was like, "That's like the funnest movie I've seen in a long time." So you were the hype. Saw it three. Well, I didn't go around saying it was the best movie I'd ever seen. Mm. And yeah. it it was it was really fun. I liked it. I think it is one of the better. Marvel ones and it's like a and it's and it's a good yeah it's like a good throwback mm-hmm. sci-fi adventure that that so that people try to do so many times and so many times it doesn't work and I think it yeah. I have problems with it rewatching it right. where I'm like his character is annoying Star Lord's kind of mm-hmm. a uh, they keep making Chris Pratt like a like a piece of shit guy kind mm-hmm. of in, and it doesn't suit him I don't yeah. think because. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because of Parks and Rec. I think that he that seems helps. nicer. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, he's kind of a piece of shit. And I'm like, I don't... Like, it's a dress is the same in Jurassic World. 
or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's, or, yeah. He's he's not. Uh, it's not nearly as bad, but the same problem is there for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Where they like try to make him do lines that you're like, don't have Chris Pratt say those things. Those yeah. aren't in his voice at all. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's. Little... I, I don't feel that way at all. I thought he was great. I, I thought like you sound like a typecaster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought he totally rose to the occasion. I could. It's it's the type of performance to me where you can see that like this is his first big deal. You know, like it shows in his performance that he's maybe a little nervous on set because you got to get up on set and then do those crazy dances by yourself yeah. uh, but i feel like it adds to his character like he's got this great swagger but then a little bit of like nervousness at the same time yeah. uh, i just i think it's a great performance i, I really would have been nervous if i had been like sharing a movie with kirk from gilmore girls that would have been like which one's that really impressive is that ronan kirk kirk he's the, like the guy that has all the jobs not in this movie. Welcome to Gilmore, Cat. He was, he was one of the people that like picked um, what's his face up originally. We just noticed he's, a, he's a Yondu, Yondu Psycho. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, the guy who looks okay. like Neil Brennan. I was so sure that guy was Neil Brennan for so long. I don't remember him from uh-huh. Gilmore Girls. I used to watch it. I've uh, never seen it. That's okay. Chris <laughs> Pratt does well, but uh, he he's like a victim of of like uh, again overall bad comedy writing, perhaps. <laughs> overall, wow. it's not that bad. I can't stress enough. Overall, I am now leaning positively towards the movie, but I am going to nitpick the things that really bothered me because of the hype of like <laughs> it's like the best movie ever. Uh, uh, there's uh, he's like a victim of of like some weird stilted writing that happens. Both him and uh, the Bradley, raccoon. Yeah. yeah, I'm like both of them. I was like like Bradley Cooper. First off, not miscast. Who, yeah, who, who is Bradley Cast? Cooper? Yeah, should have been someone. Are you who's serious? Bradley Cooper? He was Bradley Rocket. Raccoon. Oh. Should have been. I love. I love Bradley Cooper. He didn't in look movie. like Bradley no, Cooper. No man, <laughs> he's right. so great. He like, I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, it for uh, the raccoon should have been a more manic energy. Bradley Cooper was not. It was like just. Uh, the the character was like supposed to be manic, but then the dialogue and how Bradley <laughs> Cooper like said the dialogue was like very slow and measured, mm. and it like did I not sink disagree. in a way that I that really bothered me. Wait, so how many people on the panel have like read? There's a comic oh, that this yeah. is based off. I'm probably I none not. of us. Right? You know who should have okay. played that raccoon? No. It's Bob Goldthwait. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> no. Bradley <laughs> like Cooper in the 80s. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> sure. mm, yeah, that'd be on board. Steve Buscemi, Buscemi is, a, is a rocket raccoon. I would Someone, just with. anyone with like a like a manic like border like I feel like like a like a little mm-hmm. East Coast like eh, 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 energy yeah. to him. You just did yeah, a Bob it, Goldthwait impression, right? Yeah. That did sound just like Bob. <laughs> I, I'm actually like really surprised at the the level of dislike of this movie. I, I thought this was going to be like a difficult trial to kind of say anything <laughs> bad about. I, I love this movie so much. Mm-hmm. I actually, so when this came out, I had never seen any of the Marvel movies and I had like several opportunities to go see several of them. You seen any it, of them? None. It had always yeah. fallen through for one reason or another. Guardians comes out and I, I just kind of like given up. You know, I'm like, well, I'll yeah. never see these movies. But then people just start coming up to me all the time like, dude, what did you think of Guardians? It was so good. Like, I started hearing that all the time and it convinced me that I needed to go back and watch all of the Marvel movies. So I did in the course of like two months, I watched all of them up to, to Guardians and then watched Guardians. And I will say that the first time I watched it, I was expecting to be completely blown away because of what everyone had said. And I'm like, oh, it's a fun action movie, you know? 
But yeah. then, then you get to the end and you have these incredible moments where like a tree is saving your life and it makes you fucking cry, you know? And yeah. then like the power of friendship and holding hands is like the most intense thing you've ever seen. Uh, and then there's like a tree, like baby tree dancing and it's the cutest thing you've ever seen. So by the time the movie was over, it's like, you know what? I'm in. Like, I, I dig it. Yeah. I've seen it three times now. Like today was the third time. I've loved it more every time. Because there's so much little detail, just like throwaway lines to fill in plot holes that aren't actually plot holes because they're actually, you know, like kind of giving you all the information you need. But I feel like it's a it's like a big world with a whole lot going on underneath and they just mm-hmm. skim the surface of what's happening, which is great because it's super fun popcorn action flick. But then there is stuff happening underneath to back it up. I mean, when you go to that place nowhere and there's like that mm-hmm. giant like celestial beings head that there's like looking for spinal fluid inside of that's so fucking cool yeah yeah it's so cool like it's real fun the world is so the world is so rich and then to follow people through it from planet to planet i mean it's like a super like star wars ripoff type adventure and that just makes me really happy do not ever call me at the source it's just a metaphor dude his people are completely literal metaphors are gonna go over his head nothing goes over my head my reflexes are too fast i would Drax is maybe Drax my is favorite character. With like red, that's I'm sorry, like I, that's some of the funniest stuff. So it's good, really funny. Yeah, like, Drax. Drax yeah, the, the part where he doesn't know the finger killing oh, sign, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the part Chris Pratt fucking nails in terms of like comedic. Uh, yeah, he's writing. good at that. He's I, so I funny when he's like he's like turns to another person. And he's like, Do you, the night, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and they no, turns to Drax. No, and says, no. no, no, I don't. Yeah, I love that part. There's a lot of like really subtle like humorous moments that are just directed really well. Yeah. Where like you can't make that happen in a movie unless it's directed well, unless you yeah. like capture James it. James Gunn's right good, way. I think. Yeah, He's, James Gunn's yeah, great. What, what else did he do? Like Scooby Doo movies? I don't know. He did uh, and, uh he did that the one with Rain Wilson, Super. Super? I didn't see it, but apparently oh, it's no, I'm thinking something else. Yeah. That is a really good one. And he co wrote this movie too. I mean he's got his fingerprints all over it. It feels like a movie made by a, like a, a filmmaker to me. Yeah, yeah, it's directed well and the world is cool. Um, I'm just more drawn to like movies that aren't touching on a whole lot of different things, but are like building complex relationships between the characters. Mm. And I just like I didn't buy that much of the chemistry between the people Interesting. That were hanging out that, in the movie. That's so funny. Because, like, the chemistry is my favorite part. Like, when you watch these five people come together and become mm-hmm. one, I'm just like, it's just magic. I love it. I think they do a good job without. They don't actually spend a lot of time with it. Yeah, yeah. I think they come together pretty quickly and are like, "Yes, we're very much friends now." But I think they do they do sell me on it. Like by the end, everything everyone's good enough that they sell me on it by the end. Even though watching it a second time, it it does sort of feel a little rushed. But it is it's a it's such a big movie that there's too many plot points to spend too much yeah. time with anything. Yeah, yeah it, do, it does feel like they're just skipping across the surface of everything, but that makes me want to watch it again. I, I don't feel like it detracts from the movie because, I mean, we're talking about, like, big-budget popcorn movies here. I mean, we're not talking about, like, you know, Shawshank Redemption. We're talking about, like, Star Wars type shit. And I felt like they nailed the amount of character development that they needed just to get from point A to point B. And the actor's performances really brought it the rest of the way for me, where like it's just like in Star Wars, Harrison Ford is the most charming motherfucker ever, so right. you oh. don't get much development of Han Solo. You get like one scene of him, you know, yeah. cold-blooded killing Greedo, and then you just kind of get him, you know, you get that character from that one scene. You have a few scenes with him and Leia, but you you don't get a lot. You can do that with a, with a few, and you should be able to, with small scenes 
if people are good enough and if it's written well. And I think yeah, I think this movie does do it for me. It does a good job. Yeah, I agree. I think like blockbuster filmmaking is an art form in and of itself mm -hmm. and that you are constrained by these corporate rules of what you have to be able to do. So to get such great character and so much fun into a movie inside of that machine is amazing to me. And Marvel does it over and over and over. I mean, like the, the Incredible Hulk was garbage, but all the rest of the Marvel movies have been at least good, if not fucking great, you know? I'm I'm impressed. Can't do the Hulk right, man. It's just not. He Dude, doesn't the, talk. The Hulk in the Avengers is the best. He's amazing. Yeah, that's the, Mark Ruffalo. I, I'd love to see a movie of Mark Ruffalo. No, I don't think they should do another. I should. They should never make another Hulk movie by himself. Never. Hulk on trial next time. <laughs> so I checked out what people thought about this movie. The fan consensus between Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, Metacritic, Amazon, and Google Play is eighty nine percent. Yeah. Whoa! That's very high. Way too, too high. high. And that's a cinema high. score of too A. High. <laughs> <laughs> too high. Too <laughs> um, And then the critics between Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic is eighty four percent. Very high, also. Even and, a little high for me, but not not as bad. Like I, ten ten no five percent too high. It's go, a solid B minus eighty yeah, percent. This is about as close as we've seen like a critic and a fan consensus on this show. Critics like this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, eighty four percent. That's bizarre. <laughs> I I disagree. <laughs> it just it just seems so uh, surface level. Well, I mean that's what we're here to to talk about. So we're going to talk about how this film is remembered. It's remembered very fondly. This is the first time we've done this where we've had a movie on the positive side of the spectrum, and we're going to debate whether or not it's remembered fairly. In a movie like this, hype has so much to do with it. You know, before this came out, there was all these. Articles being written about how Guardians of the Galaxy was going to destroy Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was just going to end everything because it was such a crazy concept. And then it became this like insane rallying cry for the summer it came out where everyone's just like, oh my god, it's the best movie I've ever seen. And it's all hyperbole. It's all like way too high or way too low. Whoa, like, is yeah. that what hype stands for? <laughs> the hyperbole of hyperbole. Whoa. I never I've, thought yeah, of never that. I've never noticed that either. Yeah, me neither. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah, well, let's, let's guys, jump I feel like into the. the podcast the is over. I just had my mind blown. <laughs> I'm Barton McGuire from Pink Moon. You can hear Pink Moon's music at uh, pinkmoontheband.bandcamp.com and on a previous episode of the Jesse Mercury podcast. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy from the perspective of someone who is not, uh, does not have any real history reading Marvel comics or even have any particular affinity for the new movies within the Marvel universe. Uh, I like some of them, not others, and have no loyalty to the franchise. And thus, I had no expectations for Guardians of the Galaxy and wasn't even particularly excited to see it, sort of had to be, uh, had my arm twisted into seeing it. But upon watching it, I would recommend it. I enjoyed it. There's like problems with it that I have, but I found it to be uh, charming. I think it's like fun to sort of juxtapose like a retro 70s soundtrack with super futuristic uh, science fiction. It's like thoroughly anachronistic in this way that's surprising and fun. Had to be convinced to watch this movie. I actually started watching this movie and didn't complete it. And it took me a while, but I made it back to watch it in its entirety, simply because people whose taste I trust seem to like it. And it was the right move. So I think... People aren't necessarily interested in Marvel movies as a rule, 
you might still like this one. Let's jump into this fucker. What do cool. you say? Let's cross-examine this bitch. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, uh, first question. Does this... <laughs> Uh, first question, does this movie expand the universe? And this is <laughs> in reference to both the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the feeling of, you know, expanding your mind in science fiction that we're all such big fans of because we love sci-fi. Baby Dan. Yeah, it definitely expands the Marvel Universe. Uh, the, yeah, like we were saying earlier, nowhere is wonderful. Yeah. I, um, so not just like does it expand the Marvel Universe, but because it's expanding in such a bizarre direction, is it a good addition because like before this we'd had thor who is on another planet but we hadn't had the whole galaxy out there of star wars type shit going on which now has to fit into the marvel cinematic universe so is it good or bad i it felt good uh yeah uh it it felt good while i was watching it i was like mostly like oh this is fun i'm glad this is and then uh the parts with thanos i was really on board with Mm -hmm. i uh uh yeah i got very on board to see how how they'll connect the the like cinematic universe to the the space universe however that works yeah uh, i mean this is all leading up to infinity war which is going to be all about thanos so this is kind of the like the big turning point in the universe so far i mean this is where we're headed is towards this type of space battle nonsense greatness and i'm very excited about it yeah yeah overall yes it expanded yeah. it and it was a good thing i would say yeah i mean obviously i agree like i i think it just really enriches the whole cinematic universe just uh they were so creative the stuff that they were coming up with just stuff like technologies i'd never even thought that somebody would think of yeah i think they did a really good job with that uh, yeah on the technology one i found myself this last time watching it delighting in when when he's first on the alien planet and he's like using the the hologram thing that like oh, creates oh, a hologram yeah. of the ancient civilization it's, oh and that thing it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. hologram yeah. yeah i found myself being like oh yeah if someone had access to google maps and like really good technology that would be like a reasonable thing in the future totally that's cool i didn't even notice that that until today on my third viewing because like for the credits were on i was like half paying attention but today i was like wow these credits are great i mean there's so much happening just in those first couple minutes all that looks so cool in 3d too is one of the was one of the first movies oh that was in 3d it was one of the first movies i'd seen explain some of the shots uh that i that i really enjoyed it i think a lot of times it's kind of crap or whatever but that one i was like no damn <laughs> yeah this looks good ryan how do you feel about the I universe like, expansion? yeah i think it's very cool yeah i liked i liked a lot i like how how much of it's there uh, and but they don't take it too seriously like they have this whole nova core thing but then it's just like john c Riley's kind of being a goofball yeah and yeah some of the technology stuff's really cool those like that whole scene where they're chased in the like industrial pods and they're mm-hmm. like using it because they're mm. indestructible to like yeah. just crash through the other ships. Yeah, and then he's flying the other ship and shooting that. Oof, very good. And the whole the whole space prison sequence is really really fun. Yeah, uh, yes. It just makes me feel like there's fun. so many things out there in the universe, you know, yeah. and like anything can and will happen out in this universe that we exist in, which I think is great because it's supposed to be. I mean, it's like the comic book version of our world, so it feels like personal you know where it's like this is our universe yeah everyone's wearing on the t-shirts comic book extreme and stuff yeah, but they're when he aliens finds, speaking english when he when he finds that girl in his yeah. ship in the beginning she's wearing a t-shirt that's so i love that this little touches like that i love does this movie expand the universe 
Yeah, that's an interesting question for this movie. I'm gonna say yes. I, like, I love movies where you travel to different ecosystems in different places. It's like something I love about movies that take place just on Earth, like Indiana Jones movies, but it's something that I love about Star Wars, and thus I really like that in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, that you travel to these like totally different environments, and to me that's really fun. And the fact that, unlike Star Wars, the Guardians of the Galaxy story begins on Earth means that you can feel it in space, even as it relates to our Earth which I think is compelling. So I like that. As far as expanding the Marvel Universe, once again, like, I'm not... That's not really my thing, but that was weirder for me. Like, I'm watching it, and I know that these characters, especially, like, who's the big bad guy? Like, the super bad. The one who, like, they have to destroy the Horcrux because he's... Or what's the the artifact that they're after? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the same. It's, it's a Horcrux, though, right? Like, that's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I know, I know, on like a like an intellectual level that like they relate to other Marvel storylines. They, however, neglect to develop the uh, antagonists because they assume that you're carrying the weight of pre- previous knowledge of the Marvel universe, and you're like, oh no, it's this guy again. We hate him, but I don't know him, and I don't hate him, and this movie did nothing to develop a hatred for him. So I love the protagonist, but I don't hate the antagonist, you know what I mean? And like, so thus, I feel like that could have been better. In terms of universe expanding in the, like, meta mind sense of all of it, it didn't do that for me. I thought, you know, the technology and worlds were cool, but like, in terms of putting new ideas forth into the universe. It seemed like it was just like, oh, it's sort of like Star Wars, but in yeah. 3D. It's sort mm. of, a, it's a very familiar pulpy space yeah. environment. They're, like, what are yeah. what's everyone's motivation? Oh, they got shit on, or, you know, what's the bad guy's motivation? Who cares? Money, everyone's a just thing, gonna, yeah. Yeah. power. Destroying everything, because once everything's destroyed, you know, then you can party. I liked him, I liked him as a religious zealot. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Was well, like that, a, that's this thing, is he's that like he, a religious zealot terrorist, he hates that planet, because they're... Not religious, or he I hates their gods, like, or no, oh. it was like their people oppressed. It seemed like their people oppressed. Yeah, it was his like a people. thousand. It was like a generations old conflict. Okay, yeah, that yeah. He, that he was revenging on. The first time I watched it, I didn't get at all what his motivations were, but it is in the movie. You know, it is there. Like the important thing on the first time through is you're just with this band of rogues, and they accidentally get caught up in something like very important, and then make the right decision about what to do. Like that's the important arc for the first time. But then if you want to know, like, what is Ronan up to, it is there, and you can figure it out the next time you watch the But what the about movie. the other guy, the weird-looking one? Like, what's his motivation? <laughs> Which one? Thanos? Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know yet. He's trying is. to collect all the Infinity Stones to yeah, have ultimate power. general, general yeah, power. Yeah, general okay. power. Yeah. 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 To be the most powerful being Looming in, in, the, in the whole universe. The squarest thing. Yeah. He's, he's square great. Space. I really liked Thanos this time. As I was watching it, I, like, stopped to be like, who plays Thanos? Uh, Josh Brolin. It's Josh Brolin. And he's stupendous. I was really into him yeah. 
uh, telling uh, Ronan to go fuck himself. Oh, right? yeah. When I he's still like, think... you have the, the, the attitude of a petulant child. Uh-huh. Ooh, yeah. Dang. You're like, ooh, Josh Brolin. And he does, and he gets all pissed off, and that's uh-huh. what makes him mad, and he's like, no, I'm going to come call for me you, boy. Thanos. I'm going to freaking beat your butt. And then, and then Thanos just straight up hangs up on him. Just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still think of Josh Brolin as young Tommy Lee Jones, and I will forever because of Men in Black 3. Huh. Oh, yeah. I think of him as George W. Bush. I, oh. he kind of, Thanos is kind of, uh, yeah, presidential <laughs> in a way. Get Not George chair. W. Bush necessarily, but. Yeah. No, but like Abe Lincoln, I see the chair. Yeah, the yeah. chair is the sort tallness. of. Yeah. I, big chair. I could yeah. not stand Th- Thanos or Thanos. I don't know pronouncing it Thanos. I don't know. Uh, I just couldn't. I can't stand his look. He just. Fair. Well, it's, that is exactly well, how he looks exactly in the like comic. the comics. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't read the comics, but it I wish is they would exactly... just would have made him a mask, like a makeup and prosthetics. Instead I, of, I'm actually, I it's agree. It's really hard to watch. Like the, it's too much com- CG. Like I'm fine with CG, but no, you're not. You complain about CG all the time. <laughs> no, I'm. I I like the well. The, sometimes it's. I like the artistry of it, but sometimes it takes <laughs> you. It takes you out of it. Sometimes it, I'd rather have a, a well-made. It, Practical uh, thing that looks kind of crappy, but I'll I, I believe it more because it's there. Yeah. Like the well, movie- this actually brings us into question two, which is all about visual style. So let's just all ride right. this train. Uh, so does do the visual that. support the story? Does the visual style support or detract from the storytelling in this film? Some of the CGI is kind of goofy, but I think it's kind of what we're used to now. Yeah, I don't think it was any. Is that what how it has to be? No, in this it's world? not. Cause, cause the, well, the new Star Wars didn't really do kind of what this. You know, even when they're yeah, that was even when they're uh, like at the better. bar playing that game with the with the, like animals or trying to eat each other on the table and the betting on them. Yeah, like yeah. they could have made. You know, those were pretty. See, they were Cartoon-y. very CGI. Well, I I thought the movie struck me as a video game that was using actors and some real objects. Just to save render time, like a bunch of cutscenes. Yeah, like, so that, I actually agree. This is my which, only, which is fine. my only down point on this movie is that like there's so much CG that sometimes I just don't have a frame of reference to to like hook my eye into something real. So I kind of tune out because yeah. I, I just feel like yeah. oh this is a, a thousand percent computer generated, so I don't care as much. Yeah, uh, so- which I'm just trained to do that because I grew up in. The era of Star Wars. I grew up in the era of practical effects where, C- like, when CG came around, it was just like the icing on the cake. And now it's become the entire fucking cake. And I, my eye just can't get used to that. And I still just don't like that. Like, but yeah. but if you're if you're like go into it expecting it, it's like you go watch a cartoon. You don't get distracted by the yeah. So if that's I, true, and I, so if I if when I think of it as like just like this is another He-Man cartoon, and it's like the closest thing to He-Man that we have in movies, I think and. If I think of it that way, I like it a lot more. Yeah, the saving grace for me was the fact that Rocket and Groot are like full-fledged members of this team. And I totally buy them as characters. Like, even though they look CG, they feel real, which is, you know, what I care about the most. Mm -hmm. So... So I can kind of forgive that a lot of the backgrounds and a lot of the ships and everything is just a little too much sometimes and like too CG-ified because you have these two main characters that are CG that I do buy completely and go along on their emotional journey with them. All right, everyone, raise your hand if you can always tell if it's CG or not. Well, I mean, that's... But, yeah. Okay, everyone. so... <laughs> uh, no, I didn't raise my hand. So I watched the Final Fantasy movie. What was that, like 2001? The Spirit? 
Spirits Within? Yeah, whatever The one that was, was like full CG? Yeah. yeah, so I went to that movie with my friends and after afterwards they were like, oh, what'd you think? I'm like, oh, it was okay. Her hair was kind of weird. They were like, oh yeah, that's because of the CG. And I was like, what CG? Wow. Um. So I think that uh, I might not notice any CG ever. Interesting. And, but it still probably affects how I think of the movie or like, you know, I think I do the same thing where when it's CG, it's like in that weird uncanny valley area. Yeah. yeah. But, but your your uncanny valley out. is like in a different spot, maybe. You live is inside. Don't talk about my uncanny valley. <laughs> it sounds like you live at the bottom of an uncanny valley. <laughs> It's so, Mabel so Valley, but that sounds but yeah. kind of awesome. Like when you watch a movie like this, does it all just seem real to you? Well, real-ish, but I think some of the things that I might find unreal about it uh, could be due to things being CG, like uh, Rocky. I was like, "What the fuck are you?" You know, and like, um, he just didn't seem real to me. But I didn't huh. realize that that was because maybe he's just complete. Is he completely CG? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and so is Groot. I mean, yeah. there's like a moment where they're climbing up Groot as a ladder and it is a practical effect, but like mm. the rest of Groot is CG. Yeah. I, I feel like there was a moment where where for a split second they had a shot of an actual raccoon <laughs> jumping down and then like the fake raccoon came up. Really? Yeah. That's adorable. Like I, how a stuntman will jump below camera and the real actor will stand yeah, up. It looked that a stunt raccoon for a CG raccoon. We <laughs> should watch the good. credits and see it if was the, the raccoon the, is credited. Yeah, it was the only moment where I was like, oh man, that looks very real. And huh. then I thought, maybe it is real. Maybe they just put a real raccoon in there. When we're done recording, I really want to check that out. Yeah. It was real fast, so they could, they could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the visual style was fine. I really like it. I thought it was, like, purposefully cartooned. That mm-hmm. hmm. uh, To me, it feels like a... Uh, it's not to the same level, but it's a step in the in the direction what? of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where you're just like, yeah, they just live in a world that part of it is somewhat cartoony, because on the other side of the galaxy, it gets a little cartoony and weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was into it. Yeah, uh, I thought the best part about the movie is is it's directed really well and it's visually fun the whole time. Yeah, I, when I you get towards like the things. the big battle at the end, when it's like uh, like a majority of the shots are probably just completely in a computer. That's when I start to get a little frustrated. Where I wish that's there the was part, a little more. It's the only part. Yeah, for me, it was like the final battle, and yeah. actually specifically because I like the ships. I think the ships looked really cool, ships and, are cool. and, and yeah. like the, the cockpits all looked cool and, and were practical. But the one thing was uh, when the Nova Corps like formed that like barrier. Ooh, yeah, where that, they that was all great. connect. I, I love mean, that. I mean, it's cool. I mean, that's where part where it's like, are there? It's that many ships. Oh, how really? many ships are up there? That was, like, they a all lot. just blow yeah. up. I dug it. Well, uh, I watched yeah, it with it was... my my friend Jane earlier today, and she oh, yeah, was no, like, that... "It's so cool. They don't lock together." I'm like, "I know. It's so cool." It's that... kind of cool. I was uh, that was really liking that part. Yeah, oh, that yeah. looked. Yeah, it looked cool. I was concerned I was like, I about like, like this. how the tree protection would work when something's crashing from that far up onto the ground. Like, would really a ball of branches no, save what he did? I thought that was cool. I was really into that. Uh-huh. So he he encases them and then he creates seat belts for them, and the outside of the ball grabs to other parts of like it creates like. It's like the same as a crumple oh, zone in a like car. A so it balances a little bit. So the yeah, then, so then it breaks. The ball itself was stabilized by parts of the ship, so mm-hmm. that there wouldn't just be them jostling around. And then within the ball, they were all stabilized. I was really into that. I was like, "Fucking get it, Groot!" Very cool. <laughs> all right, well that that, that yeah. makes a little more sense. I thought they just bounced inside the tree thing, and then I thought, "Oh, they're just gonna get shattered by all the branches." No, they were all like strapped in, and then like, the ball yeah. itself was strapped uh. into the ship. So like. I mean, probably still okay. would kill you, but it's very—it's a cool <laughs> solution. I thought. Well, they yeah. got all crashed, and they were all 
Yeah, they coughed pretty we hard. Have they to coughed test hard and they were it. very dusty. There's yeah. got to be some way to test this. <laughs> They're all very real life. strong. Yeah. They're also also very strong. They're all very strong. Yeah. Some of them are cyborgs and like uh, people that have been like uh, every one of them I think has is has some weird superpower. That's why they were yeah. able to hold on to that infinity stone for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found something inside of myself. Something incredibly heroic. I mean not to brag. The one thing I'm really confused about is, like, what happened to Quill's face when he was saving Gamora when he was out in space? Like, his eyes are all bloodshot. He's, he's like, frozen. And then immediately, and immediately he's fine. fine. They thought well, because he's yeah. part, like, golden god dad. That's yeah, I guess yeah, we'll find out in the next powerful, movie. Basically, I think they want him to look good for that scene where he's laying on top of her and, they look, and they're talking into each I other's face. I love that scene. Do you? I oh, hated that scene. I love that scene. He's oh, like, I was done with that scene. He's like, I looked deep inside myself and found something incredibly heroic. And it's so funny. It's like really well delivered. and I do like, like it. So full of himself. And it's I love it. I was it's not great. into it. Mm. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I just... Uh, I was more into the second half, but the 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 first I half think, of the scene I'm revealing. I think his like feigned sort of heroic posturing and stuff would would play better if I don't know because he's he is vulnerable and real at sometimes, but if if there was a little bit more more I don't know yeah it didn't it didn't totally yeah. work for me yeah he doesn't he doesn't feign it well enough that I believe it for even a second and like <laughs> I wanted like four seconds of him being like I just I really care about you before like being like then obviously like ah you're just see I, that, that's what I love about this character is that he just wants the whole universe to call him Star Lord no matter what. You know, like that's like his. He just wants yeah, to. Yeah, but he's like not that. He's well, not no, he's, good enough. And it's at, what his right, mom but he's, called him. Right, he's like made up this person that he thinks he is, and he's not quite pulling it off. And no one calls him Star Lord. But then, like through the course of the movie, he finally gets referred to as Star Lord. Yeah, when the person he, calls him Star Lord, that's a great moment. Yeah, because he finally <laughs> is doing something heroic and real by the end of the movie. Yeah. I dig it. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I do I did that one scene that I do I I while I watched it was like. You were not doing this well enough, Chris Pratt. Really? Yeah. yeah. You, know, yeah. you know who they gotta... should have gotten was Jack Black. I would watch that. Movie. I'm Star Lord. Ti. <laughs> or or that kid from Workaholics who's basically like Jack Black. Yeah, Jr. Adam Devine. Adam I'm Devine. Just What's the kid from Arrested Development? Michael Sarah as Star Lord. Man. Oh man. Just real awkward. <laughs> see that I guess that, that would work he was a good Scott Pilgrim yeah I liked it great movie great yeah, yeah I no, want to see more Michael Sarah action movies man that'd be great I agree mm-hmm. what's our what are <laughs> save hashtag save Michael <laughs> outer space was a little bit more colorful than like an empty Star Wars space which I like I think it like that's a little more comic booky and fun because there is something really fun and almost comedic about this movie. I learned recently, I don't know if this has to do with visuals, this has to do with, like, the way an individual looks. But, um, so we have Chris Pratt. I think he did great. I like, I think he's charming. Um, but he's so damn hunky. And I learned recently that I guess the guy who plays Dennis in Always Sunny was, like, the other actor who was slated to play Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. Which... I don't know how close he was to actually getting that role, but I'm not saying that would have been better. I ha- I can't really figure out whether that would have been better or worse. It could have been worse, but that would have really... I mean, he's a good-looking guy, but he's not, like, this, like, hunky 
like action star looking person. And I feel like having him would have really driven home the sort of like unassuming anti-hero that Star-Lord is, and also probably driven home the sort of fun, comedic nature of the movie in a way that would have made it different. I would have been interested to see what that looks like, you know? Question three. This is, I'm changing this question up. This used to be, uh, does this movie suspend your disbelief? But what I, I realized, like, what I really want to know is, uh, does this movie give you the feels? Does this movie make you feel something? <laughs> this movie totally gives me the feels. It makes me laugh. I, I watched it today in the afternoon by myself, laying in bed. And when uh, Drax is like, nothing goes over my head. Yeah. Yes. I have very <laughs> fast reflexes. And I, I laugh catch for it. like five minutes i think i had to like pause the movie because i was like oh this is the greatest thing ever yeah. that he just said just then it was just yeah. perfect literal I comedy is it. my favorite yeah. like like anya and buffy is just so literal all the time and it's so funny i just love i also love big big dudes when they're funny mm. i think that that kills me that's why i like like uh, <laughs> you're, yeah because you're real into like channing tatum right channing that's, tatum that's, really... yeah i like uh i like those 21 jump street movies because so i like channing, channing tatum being funny is tickles me very yeah oh maybe yeah. that's why you like southland tales is a is the, the, the rock, rock also the i, rock I being do funny. enjoy the rock yes I, he is the rock funny. is in southland like, tales yeah i gotta see a main character Wow. And uh, and like the rundown, he plays the, the rundown was great. <laughs> yeah. I loved that movie. I love when surprise guys funny. are fun. I think that's why we liked Arnold Schwarzenegger. He, well, I don't think he was always like funny because he's funny. I think he's kind of goofy. His his accents kind of makes him funny in a way, in a way that I think that's why we liked him so much as a nation. Because <laughs> yeah. we're like he's so big, but he kind of sounds silly. Yeah, it's uh, classic xenophobia. <laughs> what planet is he from? No, it's. I mean, yes, his accent is. Yeah, it, <laughs> but I think it worked for him. Yeah. It made him a lot of money. It made him a star because yeah. we're like, because yeah. it is. It's the. It's why like uh, infomercials have a British guy. It's like we pay attention if it sounds slightly different. But it's still English. We're like, so when something sounds different, was there a weird British accent on? in that movie, or was that just me? Uh, in the in this, in yeah, in Guardians. Speaking Ooh, of British well, accents, well, I mean, there's some space, space accents. British. Yeah, I think <laughs> those <laughs> accents are like a like, mixture of British and yeah, Benicio, whatever Benicio del Toro was doing. Yeah, Ooh. who knows? Oh, who maybe, maybe it was like the collector guys. Ah, uh, that's how I recognized that guy. Yeah. I was like, who? What is that? Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> He was oh. he was kind of he was doing a little Tom Waits in uh in in Dracula Renfield mm-hmm. he kind of had that hair mm. it's like a racer head hair it was very <laughs> and, tall and his servants yeah, yeah what a yeah. jerk that guy that was yeah I think her accent there's is a what little bit of, of like throwback misogyny to this movie that didn't sit that well with me this second time around and mm-hmm. I and I think I don't know if it's because it's based on stuff that's from the 80s or whether it's sort of supposed to be like kind of throwbacky like yeah. that but uh i feel i that. get it that it's like fine for that to be part of the character but i sort of feel like it's just also totally unnecessary yeah it's like same thing in jurassic world also with chris yeah. Pratt, like making it about like him being kind of like 
I don't know. I'm just I'm yeah. kind of over. I'm with you. I think we're all like over a, a sort of macho kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't think it needed. This movie didn't need it. That character didn't need it. He could have had a bravado about himself in a way that didn't involve random uh, hookups. Yeah, which something. is like um, you know, war, but it seemed like. Oh, I forgot you were here. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. she's bouncing around in that room back there. What, yeah, like in like like she's the passenger in. Um, oh, chick stabbed that, me here in that uh, <laughs> in that Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Chick stabbed me with a fork because yeah. I tried to leave. Did you notice that when morning. he when he shows his scar, he doesn't have the six pack that he has in the scene before that when well, they're delousing him? He was real because I, I think he was CG. Doing, no. I think he's got a CG body. You go, in that to the, you go get extra ripped. <laughs> that you go and hit the gym real hard that day, so you're real juiced up that they, you know you're gonna have to take your shirt off it's gotta and be like a four month filming process this yeah. gotta be a week where he just was not eating as much and really the rest of the time he's oh. dang fat I think it was CG yeah. it could have been makeup well why didn't they put CG on the other part Wait, yeah. like, why didn't they make off. it consistent nice yeah. if it was CG because uh, it's CG and they forgot alright yeah. nice very cool continuity error <laughs> yeah. so this movie surprisingly makes me feel like a whole lot like I get so teary-eyed every time you get to that We Are Groot scene. Yeah. I think it's gorgeous. And I think that the scene after when they're holding hands and where he sees his mom in the cosmos, very touching. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it really gets me every time. I liked We Are Groot because was, John was like, oh, he can conjugate. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> he figured it out. He's well, yeah, we are, we are Groot's great. Also, like, it does, uh... As much as I have complained about jokes bombing about in the movie thus far, also there's like like a bunch of jokes that fucking cracked me up today. There's yeah. The, yeah. the I would catch it one is he, super funny as some well of as yeah, so yeah. I liked the moment uh, where they're all you know doing the you have my axe thing and. Yeah. Rocky is like, okay, we're all standing up. I love that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that is really. Uh, that was like that was a good moment. Probably the funniest line for me. Mm-hmm. That whole scene was awesome. Was, like I, I there were like very few times when uh, I liked the joke they were doing. Yeah, the, the I, Council of Rivendell scene is really, really good. Yeah, I really where they're like, all five of them in a circle, like talking about what they're gonna do next. That's the scene where I'm like, wow, like two of these characters are CG, and you just can't. Like you forget in that moment because you're just so into like the the chemistry of all five of them. I think it's awesome. I uh the the thing that delighted me the most. I like pause the movie to write it down to be like this is delightful. Is the scene in the prison when Rocky's going through the plan and you see Groot taking it in the background and he's like <laughs> and it's yeah. very important uh, so it has to be last. So yeah, he's like I guess. We're doing it now. That delighted me to no end. Totally. I love how ridiculous the whole universe is. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the universe is probably ridiculous. So it my- kind of fit my worldview very well. You're I- not sure of that yet? I mean, you live in the universe. You I mean, I'm sure about a- this planet, but yeah. the rest of it, I have no idea. No reason to think it would be any less ridiculous than this planet. So, uh, True. Yeah. I, had, I had a lot of trouble feeling much in the way of emotion in this movie. Like I, I liked a lot of things about it and I didn't have any problem with the, the problems that it had too much (laughs) because, you know, I look at movies from my childhood that I love and it's like the same, same deal. What I didn't like was, I just wasn't feeling, I like, I didn't get, I didn't cry in the scenes where I knew I was supposed to cry because Mm -hmm. I knew that they knew that I was supposed to cry. And wow! It, and it, like what? And I and since everything was CG, like the characters weren't like I didn't. It didn't make me 
Like, I have, I have to, like, see someone crying on screen in order to, for tears to well up. And if it's, like, a, a tree that's fake, it's it just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> and um, also, all the jokes were, like, I don't know who was writing these jokes, but it didn't seem like they were comedic in any way. And mm. they, they had, like, a lot of chances for great one-liners that they threw away. Yeah. Like when the raccoon says oh yeah that's the he, one moment where like, i was like that could have been say a better funny. line yeah totally. yeah say anything really <sighs> like yeah. you know that was that was you know he could I, it needed more like uh in predator when arnold says stick around when he throws the knife at the guy stick around well, I needed, needed more theme. of that. I wanted more of that huh. stuff. I needed. I needed more like. Hilarity. That's the only moment where I felt like they really dropped the ball on a good one-liner. The rest of the movie, I thought like the script was really funny, and I thought like really well delivered. Oh god, fucking Chris! When they're uh, the part that like made my skin crawl is when uh, they've all been captured and John C. Riley's like giving you the rundown on each character. Oh, and there's oh. a couple moments in that one that killed me. There's one in terms of like unnecessary handholding. We already know that she's Thanos' daughter and that that implies that Thanos is working with Ronin. Like, you might not pick that up on first watch, but, like, uh, him going through that whole political, like... So it makes me think he's politically aligned with him. I was like, fuck you. Treat me like I'm an intelligent... Because Ronin, like, betrays Thanos later on. So in order to understand the situation well enough, I like, my first time through, I was so confused about... Ronan and Thanos and Gamora and Nebula and what was happening. It took uh, me, it took me like well, three viewings to really get I, it all straight. I feel like if you, if you want like a, there's like a ten there's like a million ten year olds watching this movie. If you want any of them to even have a chance of understanding it, I but think, when you're ten, you don't fucking need to watch it three times. You'll figure it out by the third time, and you'll be well. Maybe you don't have forty five dollars to watch it three times. <laughs> I think there's some things that are that you do have to get the first time in order to understand the payoff, and I think that they did a good job of getting those things across. And all the rest of the, the minutiae you can fill in with multiple viewings. Nah, man. They they held my hand too much. I was done with it. But yeah. the other thing that really bothered me in that scene, and it felt like the director and like the writer being like, oh, God, it's so nice of us to be making this movie. It's so funny. We're making such a funny movie <laughs> that people are going to like so much. <laughs> Is when it's fucking, yeah. when it finally gets to Chris Pratt and he's doing like the like Jack in the Box middle finger. I was like, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. I hate you. I hate everyone involved yeah. with the creation of the scene so much in we, this moment. We knew about that joke in 1997. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, but he got abducted like, back then. He was abducted in 88, so he only has his, his like, childhood culture to keep projecting yeah, yeah. forward. He's like an eternal felt, his only identity. Totally. That's why he loves those it stupid like tapes so much. It felt like pandering, though. Totally. And I think but as... Like he's talking about John Stamos. We're all sensitive to pandering in our own, like, specialty. Like, you're a writer-director. You know, cool. So, uh, <laughs> but I do find yeah. it. I did, not, yeah. I did well, not like it. Yeah, and I'm like, I hated all the music stuff. I was like, oh. all of these songs are just pandering to wow. the, the decade, yeah, the, the whole, era. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, I no. love the I rock and roll in space is my favorite combination. Oh, but I, but what it, I was just like the song selection was like, yeah, however many tracks there were on the uh, on the soundtrack, it was like the top that number of songs from the seventies. Like what? Why not choose some uh, some off some off? To off, me, yeah. I don't know, man. The fact that we have like a sci-fi adventure where they're playing music <laughs> from the '70s 
is rad. Like, whatever songs you want to play is cool. It's fucking awesome. Like, yeah. I love it so much. I just wish they'd play better songs. The I, just didn't like the song. I love yeah, the song. I had no problem with the song. It's also supposed to be a, like a, like a mix that a mom made for her kids. So that it's like, yeah. it's mom mom music. It's not going to be like, like my mom likes like Cat Stevens and Burl Ives. I get, you know, it's like, <laughs> that, that wouldn't have been, good. that would have been. <laughs> longer boats are coming Ooh, to win us. I do like that song. Oh shit, the longer boats. That's uh, <laughs> huge. <laughs> no, we we I like that song. Yeah, we use it as a as it was, a theme song in a uh, for our show. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even really know how to describe it, but I definitely throughout it, I kept being like, "It's fine that all these choices were made," but also the whole time I was like, "But it does feel like this movie was like manufactured by like 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 well done focus groups." Like, I totally felt, disagree. I actually I've actually read yeah. a little bit about the making of the movie, and it was like. Marvel kind of like said we want you to make like we believe in you the film what's uh, James, James Gunn, Gunn. Yeah. it's like we believe in you we want you to make like your vision and James they, like, Gunn from uh, Project Runway no this that's is Tim Gunn, Tim Gunn. Oh, okay. <laughs> right I did yeah. I had the same thing earlier today though sorry yeah I thought I thought it like they, that hack you so, I mean no I don't they're think not so. like that David Bowie song that's not like a big that hit one was song. That, yeah that was you a, know, a good like, choice yeah I have I, I love don't think they're all bad it's just like I hate hooked on a feeling I hate that song so maybe much. hooked on a feeling it's like maybe one of my top that has been done a lot so you're bringing your baggage into it is what you're saying well yeah definitely it's my thing it felt like the movie was made for Reddit upvotes I was God, shut up, James. Oh, I totally. I just felt like it. Like this, this young filmmaker has the chance to make the movie of his dreams. Like you want me to make a big budget action sci-fi movie, and then and then he just gets to like do what he wants and like have a vision and make a statement and just be fun. Like Marvel's basically saying like we need you to make something fun. Can you do it? And then he has to deliver on that, and that's fucking hard. Yeah. But it looks to me like an artist made this movie. You know, like not like a focus group. It looks like an artist who had a passion, who wrote a script that they loved, and then directed made this movie that's what i get from it it felt like a mary sue of a movie in a way like um so like too good to be true exactly like an artist did it it wasn't based on focus groups but it's like you know how uh robert heinlein always writes about all these beautiful women that come onto his main character and he has to fight them off until he eventually like says yes to them it's like the artist is writing his fantasy kind of thing so, yeah. I, I mean it's yeah, yeah it's, it's a beautiful artistic vision that's been like very well executed and then it's yeah. got like some chunks of it that aren't as good and to me and that's the acting and the mm-hmm. and the dialogue yeah and kind of the story but but that, but no, I'm just that's just like a small part of the movie because because of the kind of movie it is. Like yeah. it's like yeah, the time the I was like I was writing. I, a... I am like I think I'm like more into it than not into it because of the the whole world is so cool hmm. that I can get into it. I don't get into the characters as much. Interesting. I wish it was different characters. That's all. That reminded me of this time that I wrote a piece of music for a, a web series project and the director came over and sat down next to me. He's like, all right, this is great and I love it. But can we try with like a different tempo and a different melody and maybe with different chords? <laughs> I was like, uh, that's a different song. He's like, no, 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 no. I love what you've done. I just think we should change the melody, tempo and chords. <laughs> And then I went and wept to myself. <laughs> you can use the same instruments. Yeah. That's fine. Well, well let's change the instruments well. also. Yeah. Now that I you know, it. The one thing I want to keep is the, the footage that you used here. I'm like, you what? The footage you shot? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. It's keep great. That. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you can still write the song. Well, maybe not. I think it, like, pokes at my feels. 
it's not it's not like deeply massaging my feels, but it 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 nicks at them here and there. There's moments. There's like moments where I get it. And to me, I do think like the soundtrack does a wonderful job and this connection of like the soundtrack being this gift from his mother, like that's some sentimental and effective. But it's not like I was like deeply emotionally invested in the movie like start to finish. So I'd say like touched on some feels, but wasn't like a epic time for my feels. Question four is our special question. Does this film live up to the hype? Does it all depend on how you react to hype as a as an individual anyway? I think like, so. Well, let's let's talk about that, off. too. Like, that's really interesting to me. You know, sometimes it's a mood thing and sometimes it's just part of your personality. Like, you know, I love Harry Potter and I didn't get into Harry Potter until after it was already being, you know, super hyped. And yeah. I still love it. And I'm glad everyone knows about it. Um and Mad Max is another example of a very, very well-received, hyped-up movie. And I, like, was very suspicious going into it because of that. And then I really liked it, yeah. you know? Mm. So, um, but yeah, no, I think that uh, the hype was a big part of why I was so critical the first time I saw it. And I found myself, like, actually enjoying some parts of it when I watched it today. Like, since no one's hyped it up for a while, I think that that's definitely a big part of my reaction to it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If I remove the hype, yes, yeah, it's, it's very fun. Yeah. I, <laughs> I really enjoyed it today. I, I laughed out loud while watching it alone at least five times, which is like pretty high praise for yeah. a thing. I don't like good. when, when you're not around other people, it's harder to laugh out loud. And yeah. it, it got me to that point. Uh, and yeah, it's like visually very, very well done. Uh, I would say my analysis, uh, of the movie was that it felt like, like it was like, perfectly crafted and then a little bit off like all of the information was said when the information should have been said and it was said generally in the way that it should have been said mm -hmm. but then there was just something about the specific choice and dialogue something that consistently about the flow threw, threw me off uh, and i like yeah, i like i know what you're saying and i like that because to me it was like this movie has a point of view that's different from what i've seen before but uh it to me felt like them missing the mark not not like being like, yeah, we're making this choice. It felt like yeah. them being like, we're going to do this thing and then not doing this thing mm -hmm. the best. But it's still like, oh, like if I were to give it a rating, it'd still be like 75, 80. I still really enjoyed the movie. It's still very fun. Yeah. That that describes like my feeling about it like almost exactly. Cool. Like I I feel like I was like really enjoying myself and I was like, oh, this, I'm really glad this exists. This is so wonderful to see. And, uh, but then like every time someone talked, it was like, uh, that's a little bit, that could have been a better line. Oh, it should okay. have been a silent But it movie. wasn't, it when, wasn't like horrible, but it was just yeah. like, it, like, I couldn't. But like when Chris Pratt goes, a little bit of pee came out of me. I was like, we get it. You're a Reddit contributor. That's who wrote this movie. <laughs> but what about the hype, John? Did the hype affect your, your viewing? Oh, well, we, we just watched it today again and it's, it's been a while since the hype and, uh, definitely the hype affected my viewing probably. I'm yeah. sure. It did. I'm sure it did because I'm, I'm definitely like that. So, <laughs> and I and I feel like being away from being away from it a little bit was helped helped with it. Yeah. And also, I was trying to be a little more open minded about. It. What about you, Ryan? I think I missed the hype. I think I I saw it. You saw it too right early. away. Yeah. Kind of think right when it came out uh, that first weekend, and then everyone was like, "It's the best thing ever," and I was sort of like 
cool it a little bit because it was it was good, but like calm down when yeah. people. Were, but like, I don't know. I was like listening to the soundtrack on on YouTube. Nice. <laughs> like after I I was into it. I didn't like buy any like you know Groot pop figures or. Or whatever those things. What are those ones where the heads are real big? Uh, pop, yeah. Pop, yeah. What? Pop. Bobbleheads? Pop, pop figure, yeah. No. Come on, bobbleheads? There are like pops the that are bobbleheads, but they're not necessarily bobbleheads. <laughs> I will say that the hype did detract from my first viewing where I've liked it more since. But I also think that the point of the hype was, like, this is a movie where you can go and have a good time watching it. Like, this is a movie that you will probably enjoy, you know? Like, yeah. the, the hype around these big movies is, is it fun or not and this one came out fun uh and then everyone was really excited about it being fun and then it's something where you can go to have fun to the movies with your friends and it's going to be great going to be a great time and in that way i absolutely think this this movie deserves the hype i like my even my first viewing i felt like it deserved the hype even though i didn't like it as much as i do now because i was more critical because of the hype i was still carried away uh, emotionally by what happens in the last 15 minutes of the movie when you have like i am groot or we are Groot, and then the the Infinity Stone stuff, like yeah. all of that, like really transported me where I was just so in the moment of the movie, and that's that's what I want, you know, that's enough for me. That that and, lived up to the hype for me. And it is silly too. It's like it is kind of sillier. It's funnier than the other Marvel movies, I think. Yeah, it paved like, the way for Ant Man, which is my new favorite Marvel oh, movie because yeah. Ant Man is that so was funny, really good it's too. It's but so great. That one is very silly. Funny. I feel like it takes itself so seriously, and I wish it took itself a little less seriously. I wish it was all, more. All silly. of the Marvel movies have that tone, and I actually like it. I like that. It does like this movie. I think is very well balanced. I will say that sometimes it it kind of veers towards the too serious. I felt like Civil War was almost too serious. Although I love Civil War, and like the best part of that movie is the airplane fight because that was the funniest part of the movie. Yeah, I think when Marvel leans heavier on humor, they succeed more. But what I love about those movies is that you have these real stakes and like real action and real emotion. Also, like Iron Man three, nobody seems to like Iron Man three. I fucking love Iron Man. I was 3. on board. Iron Man oh, three I love is, it. I think, the better of the Iron Man. I, I agree. Iron Man. Man. That's the one with like the PTSD. Iron Man. Uh, the, the Mandarin. Like in that movie, social media was the enemy, and I'm like, this is brilliant. There's the hype, like the Marvel hype, which I just like couldn't even begin to care about. But then there was the hype of like a bunch of my friends, including yourself, loving it and convincing me to see it. Like I wouldn't have seen it if not for the friend hype. And that hype, I think it totally lived up to. Like the Marvel hype, it's like a currency that people assign value to that's just like totally contrived and made up. Like you care about it just for the, because you do. For like the friend hype of like watch this action movie like it's fun and entertaining and enjoyable yeah lived up to that hype question five what is this film's legacy i have i have some thoughts about this if you guys hit me with it you don't mind blow us away all right so before this movie came out like marvel had been on kind of like an upswing with their movies like avengers kind of blew everyone away and made everyone just stop and say wow these movies are getting really fucking good and then this was the first movie that was kind of a like a shot in the dark. They had no idea how this was going to be received. It's a like like as far as an intellectual property goes, Guardians of the Galaxy was not very well known, and they were kind of just banking on the fact that like were Marvel Studios 
and we're gonna like hit we're just gonna do what we want and make the movies that we want and it fucking knocked it out of the park i think i know where you're going with this i'm gonna let you go there but i'm excited (laughs) i think i know and i'll let you know for true if i was right or not all right well (laughs) to, to me the legacy of this movie is that we are now living in this day and age where like this huge studio has the resources that it needs to make whatever they want. And now we've got Ant-Man, and now we're getting all these crazy other movies. And I'm not, like, uh, uh, I love comics. This was not the branch of comics that I read when I, when I was a kid, or, like, when I was, I'm getting off. More of an Archie here. guy. But I've, I've never read, like, the Marvel, like, action <laughs> comics. Like, I've read a lot of, like, Vertigo comics stuff, like, the more, um, like, not, like, these interconnected world things. So, for me, like, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe is, like, fascinating, and I love how it all interconnects. It's like watching a TV show, just, like, bigger. Um, so, I'm I'm really into all of it, and I think the legacy of this movie is that it kind of gave Marvel Studios free reign to do whatever the fuck they want, and now we're getting a Doctor Strange movie that looks, like, bonkers rad, and I'm so excited to see it. And I think it's, I think it's a very positive legacy of allowing the studio to have creative freedom. Okay, so... It's not, I didn't, you didn't totally go where I thought you were going to go, which is fine because it leaves me something to say. And I'll go once more and I'll say, (laughs) um, I think that stuff like this, taking a weird half property or or a back back burner property from Marvel and making, having such a hit with it as the reason that uh, um, the Star Wars movies... Oh, damn, yeah. Uh, they're making all these spin-off Star Wars movies where they're like, we can do uh, side stories. We can do something and, and maybe get a big hit. Yeah. Maybe not, but it doesn't matter. Marvel's doing it. They had a hit with Guardians of the Galaxy and no one even heard of that. That's basically Star Wars. They're basically doing Star Wars. Why are, Why don't we just make a, a Rogue One or something? Just another, yeah. just a made-up offshoot uh, story. Totally. Yeah, I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about that. Because it was a huge, because it was a huge hit for them, and yeah. they did not. No one expected it to be. I think. And raise your hands if you're upset about getting spinoff Star Wars movies. You're upset about it, John? <laughs> no. uh, just a wait, little. Wait, why? 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 Uh, no. I'm just. I I just the more Star Wars there is, the 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 less the original feeling of watching Star Wars. I remains disagree. with me. It's already been broken by the prequels, so anything we get now is <laughs> yeah. just like salve on a, a blistering wound. <laughs> I just wish okay, people I'll, I'll, would... I can get down with that. I wish people would have more like new ideas for universes. The, Look, do, you, do you mean like within the, the confines of like a Star Wars or a Marvel galaxy, or just do you want a new galaxy of like interconnected movies? Is that what you're talking about? Not necessarily interconnected movies, just oh, movies and you know movies in general. Yeah, There's so many totally. like sequels and redos right. and like going back to old ideas. Yeah. that's that's a whole that is a big problem. I agree, that's a big problem. But I, I in my mind, those things are kind of separate because like this whole world of interconnected universe movies is very new, and Marvel was the first. You know, like Mar- Marvel was yeah. the first one to do this, and it caught on like wildfire. And now we have Star Wars and we have DC. Uh, it remains to be seen what Star Wars is going to do with it because we've only gotten the one movie so far. It's but... weird. It's weird that it's, this hasn't happened more re- frequently in the past because mm-hmm. I feel like it's I, such an obvious like well, think, it's, it's a yeah. natural it's progression promotion with yourself. It's I just think, a natural yeah. progression of like where uh, entertainment has been going. Mm-hmm. It just like mm-hmm. the the feasibility of doing something like this in the past did not exist. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like the type of budget you need and the type of backing you need didn't exist and and like you had to prove over and over that comic book movies were working and then all of a sudden like well let's just fucking do it you know kevin feige the guy behind marvel studios 
I think is a visionary who's just like, we're just going to do it. it you, everything you read about him, everything you read about like what people say that he is saying, you know, like, well, of course, it's like the actors and everything. And he's their boss. But they're all saying like he just, you know, he's involved in all these movies. He wants to make all these movies the way he wants them to be. And he's a fan. He's a fan of the Marvel Universe. He's a fan of everything that, you know, Stan Lee and all these other guys created from way back when. So, like, we've had Spider-Man movies that were hugely successful. We've had X-Men movies that were hugely successful. But they've never been able to play in a universe together the way that they were meant to because that's how they've been written in comic books. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, like, crazy exciting. And the fact that it's opened the doors to these other, uh, you know, giant multimedia conglomerations to do it also, I think is super <laughs> cool. I think we're we're moving into a, a user-driven content market where... I but I you, like that. I just yeah. hope that people will like stay in that universe, but maybe create new stories and not like do the ones that have already been written. That's yeah. yeah. That's what I, I think, I think that's actually is. a really cool idea. And I mean, yeah, that might be what we're going to get with these star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what I wanted. I wish that they had done that in the eighties. Like after the, they just, I wish they just kept making star Wars movies or like let other people make star Wars movies. Yeah. I think there was yeah. like, he got burned with that holiday special. And then, <laughs> oh. and the whole world and then, got burned with yeah, that holiday special. Like, I still haven't oh, watched no. that. And then those Ewok movies were like, ugh, not so right. great. <laughs> Ter terrible. I couldn't get through the Ewok movies. And then movies. he was yeah. like, uh, and the droids cartoon. Was, I think he just got burned like th three times in a row. He's like, yeah. okay, no, no, no one's doing any Star Wars stuff that's not... <laughs> Maybe that I'm not. We'll let maybe let video games happen, but yeah, that are, that, which kind of kept it going, like books and mm -hmm. the books and the video yeah, there's games. There's still good stories being created. They just weren't in the massive parts. Yeah, like right. a lot but, of the video games, the Jedi Outcast series had great plot lines. Yeah, it was very fun. A lot of the books too that have been wiped out of canon had amazing plot lines. Oh yeah, I love the earlier Star Wars books. Dude, I Jedi was a romp. It was mm -hmm. awesome. I never, yeah, <laughs> the only one I ever read was uh, like a Rogue. Rogue Squadron. Yeah, I Jedi uh, spun yeah. off of Rogue Squadron. Corrin Horn, the main character oh, okay. from, from Rogue Squadron, became the lead in I Jedi. It was like a standalone book. Yeah. Good nice. shit. Yeah, uh, it it's, and it, I was telling you guys right before we started recording that I've been watching <laughs> Buffy and Angel recently. So that was totally the blueprint for how to make a cinematic universe work because you have this one show that's very complex. They added in a second show with its own complexities and then had these crossovers happen. And it's very gratifying to see like Buffy show up on Angel or Angel show up on Buffy. And of course, this was run by Joss Whedon and that's who they hired. That shit. That's who they hired to do all those interconnected uh, plot lines in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like sure, he directed the Avengers movies, but for I think all of phase two, he also directed what should happen story-wise. Yeah. So they found the best person at doing interconnected worlds like this and then mm, put them in yeah. charge. But also yeah. comics themselves are sort of structured in that way where they're, they are always like their, their own oh, story, absolutely. Yeah. but they're, but people pop in and out and there's always a reference to, and they'll put a little star and like, this is talking about this issue when that mm. happens. So, and so and they're totally. always kind of interconnected uh, in that way so it's natural for Marvel to be able to do that and to but to translate it to shows and t TV and like and with the show the, the Netflix shows are so good all the Defenders are, uh, like the Daredevil stuff like that's still really good but it all it all happens in Hell's Kitchen which is where that whole battle from the Avengers happened like right. they just planned it all very well I don't know if all that's in the yeah. comics ahead of time for them so, to just so pull do they from. plan this stuff out all yeah, in advance, like, yeah. Like there's like a whole gigantic story planned out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, they're using the comics as kind of a touchstone, but they're kind of going their own way with it, and then changing plans as things develop. 
like as things develop. Like when when Ant Man came out and it was a huge hit, they canceled. Uh, what was that movie? The um, uh, what's the not the X Men but the the other mutant people? Inhumans. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They canceled the Inhumans movie. Also, maybe because they were doing Inhumans on Agents of Shield and they were shit in the bed with it. Agents of Shield just got shitty, guys. I stopped watching. Did it? <laughs> I, uh, I more like to, agents of shit. I tried to get I tried to get into it and I couldn't watch too much of it. Just I loved it's... it at first. It got I I, I stopped I watching. Like it. Yeah. I almost never quit shows, and I I quit Agents of Shield and Once Upon they a Time this what? year. They're like the Ghost Rider stuff is bad. I'm out I'm out before Ghost Rider even got there. Oh, I, I I ducked out like three or four episodes before the end of the last season. Oof. Ghost Rider like the old the motorcycle show? guy. Yeah. No, like he's, Nicolas like Cage. A, he's like a skeleton Fuck on yeah. fire who rides a motorcycle. Oh, Ghost Rider. Wait, that okay. doesn't make any sense. Right. Oh, you're thinking Ghost Rider, well, like the, the educational fire. show? Yeah. That yeah. shit was great. I yeah. love that show. I'd watch that, and then I'd watch 321 Contact. The motorcycle's also on fire. Yeah. He's on... Well, he's like a tattoo. Well, his come head's to life, on fire. Right? Yeah, that- basically. <laughs> What's then, not on fire? His jacket. I, I, I mean, they're fucking... It's wonder. very stupid. But. Uh, does anyone else have any thoughts on the, the legacy? Nah, I mean it's it's definitely Chris Chris Pratt's like official breakout. Uh, like yeah, that's another big. He'll part be of a yeah. movie yeah. star probably for the next like. Well, I want to. I don't know. He's, he's... got to do one more good, like really good thing because. Well, like, Passengers is about to come out and it looks fucking rad. I hope it's Passengers. Good. It's, it's him and uh, Katniss. What's her name? Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Okay, oh, cool. It's a sci-fi movie where they're on this like super long transit across the galaxy and the two of them are woken up out of cryo sleep for some reason that's all i know about it but it looks beautiful like the visuals look great it looks very cool if if he's like in one more like really good movie he'll be a movie star for like the next decade yeah he's like he's very close to like like getting himself into like harrison ford status where it's just this guy who has so much charisma that he can just play himself in every movie and no one's ever gonna care right yeah Yeah. which is my dream (laughs) he's more like yeah he's like a more like a like different, but like reminds me of Will Smith. He's like a hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm. He's, he's like, like a millennial Harrison Ford, where he's kind of goofy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he uh, yeah. And he he's just like he's just like <laughs> he seems kind of soft. He's cute, but not like the most beautiful man ever. But he's like very funny. He's just got really good comedic timing, and yeah. it allows him to be like like the funny badass. Yeah. I'm an alligator. Uh, the lasting effect for me, it taught me that we can have a Marvel movie that's focused on a character who does not have superpowers, which I think is really important uh, and gives me a little bit of trust that I can be intrigued by Marvel characters again. Our last question, what would you do differently? John, why don't you start us off? Well, <laughs> I, you know, can I say I want to say two things. One idea is that I would have a whole movie that's just about John C. Riley's character. <laughs> I'm in the Nova Corps, yeah, guys. Maybe, maybe. That was a really, really, yeah, good really good John C. Riley impression. My family's been saved. So. <laughs> it's not 100% a dick. Yeah. I'll stop now. You got my dick message. Oh, hated that. That was okay, another I, one. I know. This is I, the same so, one. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know what I hated? I hated the I'm not like I'm not 100% a dick thing. But when he said you got my dick message, nope. I love that. I liked I'm not 100% a dick. I hated you got my you dick got my message. Dick Message. Yeah, uh, I thought that was up. funny. Well, I, I like it. Anyway, I, I I think I think a movie in which um, John C. Riley this could be like another movie. 
uh, another in the universe where it's it, it's him just doing his uh, his work. All right, so the second thing that I think uh, uh, this is the thing I think would really improve this movie is if they cut the budget by like a lot. Like, wow! Like make it make the movie for under a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see that. Movie. I would have liked to see same. That movie you could as well. just keep everything the same. Yeah, just but make it like just an like episode make of it Red in a garage dwarf essentially. And, and <laughs> well, they uh, spend like, like hundreds of like hundreds of millions of dollars on these movies. I would say yeah. give them like like thirty to fifty million dollars, which is is a low budget for a big budget movie. Yeah. No, and I'm see say, what I'm they saying, can do. I'm saying go all the way down. To, I want to see something that looks like uh, it was made in college. I want to see like, like Clerks. Clerks cost yeah. like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. I want that level, Clerks but like space. a little bit. Clerks in space it needs a little bit more. Cause <laughs> yeah, like the, when he's abducted, you just see a light shine on him. There's no spaceship. Yeah, yeah. And just a and the fan. camera shakes. Oh. Yeah, I just yeah. want to see it all happen in the acting, and uh, I, I think I, that would be cool. I'm with you to like like a fifty million dollar movie, or like, <laughs> like if you give That's him, a lot of money. That's it's fun. so much money, but like compared to, I mean, what some of these movies cost. Yeah, I think I remember right. when Superman Returns came out, it was something like three hundred million dollars because, like, I think maybe with marketing or something like that. But some of these movies are so fucking expensive that it, it's like really mind blowing how much they actually cost. Yeah. Um. But, but I do agree with you. Like, if you cut the budget, you force the filmmaker to make compromises and be creative in a way where they can't just do the first thing that comes into their mind and I think mm-hmm. that yeah. moment yeah. that George Lucas moment where you do the first thing that comes into your mind is what's ruining a lot of these CG movies yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and, that, and exactly. but I'm not necessarily thinking that it's gonna end up being more artistic that way I think it would be nice to see it just be worse just I think <laughs> I just I just really that's enjoy, not where I thought you were going I just really enjoy but I that what you said too also but <laughs> Originally, what I was thinking was that just I'd just like to see yeah, it. Yeah, I want to see, see this. Like, yeah, on like a BBC weird TV show budget. Yeah. <laughs> I want it. I want it to be a little, you know, strange. Can I go next? Yeah, or, please do. Or do you have one more thing, John? I had two things. I oh, yeah. said my your, two things. Oh, what was the first did. thing? The first thing is a John C. John Riley C. Uh, <laughs> version of the movie. I thought you said more Yondo. I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah. Just him. Yeah, I would watch more of Michael Rooker. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. Was him head. playing every like character. Was, like Eddie Murphy. His mohawk, which was like part his, of his. I think you mean his glow hawk. His, it would glow. And which I just yeah. thought of. Ooh. Thank very you. Cool. Thank, very cool. thank you. Yeah. Thank Legitimately you. very cool. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're recording. <laughs> I said a clever thing. That's one. I want to be a blue like him. Can I be? You already are. Thank you. One of the things that I'm sensitive to in this movie that I don't even notice bugs me anymore because it's happened all throughout my life in movies and TV shows and books is the the romantic plotline of I hate you, I'm totally put off by you, and totally. I'm just going to avoid you, and like I'm telling you now that I'm not that into you, and then like she changes her mind by the end of it. Like it's it's that, definitely like romance written by a man. That plot line like just gets at something deep inside of me, and I don't yeah. even notice when it's happening because it's so common. But it's like a fantasy on the part of the writer. Totally, oh, I, I'm with so you on weird, this. I I agree with this. Yeah. It's a weird fantasy where you think that there's like if someone doesn't like you at first, but if they like get to know you in a certain mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. or just see your value, it, does yeah. it kind of like that guy's cool now? Does it kind <laughs> of subtly legitimize 
like pressuring somebody. It definitely does. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, what I've learned from life is when you ask a girl out and she says no, which is a lot, walk away <laughs> and don't come back. You know, if she, if she if she's gonna come around to you, she can come to you. You know, you can stop. Well, you, I, you have told her what you want, and you can walk away at this point. I so, think you should give it a. You should try at, at least once uh, planting a field of flowers in her front yard, <laughs> telling her that you're going to marry her. Right. Just, yes. just give her a then, say anything boombox on the shoulder. After you've asked her out fifteen thousand times, and she f- still says no, that's probably yeah. bad. We'll have to wait and see what they do in the second movie because if this is kind of building towards a relationship between the two of them, they're really mm-hmm. going to have to. Um, have him change to have it be acceptable, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if he changes and then becomes desirable to her, that's one thing. But if he just keeps, like, wearing her down until she finally says, oh, I loved you all along, like, that's annoying as fuck, and I hope they don't do it that. It felt like their solution to to feeling like maybe their movie was a little sexist was to be like, maybe they don't actually fuck. Maybe, so then everything's solved. And it's like, no, at the end, she still weirdly puts her hand on his shoulder and is like, I'll follow you anywhere. Well, she also weirdly put her hand on Drax's shoulder. No, I was just going to say that. Let's take gender out of it. Like, all the rest of the characters are doing similar things. Like, putting hands on shoulders, that's very... Yeah, there's a lot of petting. There's a lot of... Everyone. Drax Drax pet raccoon on the rocket, on the the head. Uh, That was That moment was sweet. That moment was was very sweet. It's very sweet, but it's also, like, kind of uh, treating Rocket as an animal, which he has... whole movie been saying i am not yeah but it's so like, it's so in that way i felt like it was even more affectionate because rocket is okay with it because yeah. he's he's really okay with drax at that point yeah. So, right yeah i mean i want well, animal I, rather than vermin i agree but i don't exactly. think i don't think that's anywhere the same as her randomly deciding like i'll just go with you to put a shoulder to it put a hand felt, on his yeah, shoulder very, at the very end of the movie it felt very like weird and submissive in a way i was I not didn't, into i did not I take felt, that from it it felt all. like he was like i'm the captain of this crew of people now because mm-hmm. they basically don't i was just like it's his ship you know like it's, it's his, his ship. ship and that was like i wouldn't call him basically well, I, they're, you know, I wouldn't call him the captain because he's the one yeah. who like grabbed the infinity stone and started that magical moment that they all had together he's the one who risked his life you know and then they all decided to join in with him well, he kind of made himself the leader in that moment it's a ripped off but he moment grabbed the infinity stone because of a teamwork thing where he distracted the guy while someone else like you know shot the axe and got the infinity stone out that was all a big thing of teamwork yeah but touch, they knew what would happen to them if they touched the infinity stone and he did it anyway I don't look I don't disagree that he was like the the spiritual leader of it but something about that end scene with her being like yeah. right behind her captain his captain's chair felt really gross everyone else got their own chair why does she get her own chair why does she have to stand at his shoulder like a fucking weird lap dog it was gross yeah. I didn't like it I, only so I, I, re- I, I absolutely respect your opinion like I did not pick up on any of that and now that you say it I still don't I think back on it and I don't see it <laughs> and now that you but say I do, it I still don't <laughs> but I do I do like I mean that's the thing about movies is like everyone's gonna take what they take from it, and but that's that's what's so interesting to me. For is like what to do people take from it? Too. Also, it seemed like not that big a ship. Mm-hmm. I think the ship is bigger than it seemed. There's a couple uh, times in the movie where it does seem like bigger than I thought it was at first. At first, I thought it was like an X-wing, but it's not. It's much bigger. But I don't think I don't think it's that much bigger. I don't know. I'm very confused. I don't. I, I think they just tr- they wanted that moment. It's they do it. They do ex- it almost exactly the same thing in Firefly, where they're like taking it off. He's like, I say, wherever the wind takes us, or something like that. <laughs> and it's that they're like looking out in the exact same way. And I don't know if they did it consciously, 
or whether the heat uh, unconsciously it's it's the exact same kind of moment they're just like looking out and they're like we're 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 a crew now essentially i mean this happened the first episode of next generation you know like picard looks out the view screen and like but to be fair let's see what's out there you know already like worked the title back into where they're like we're the guardians of the galaxy. He said it. These are your guardians of the galaxy. Right. Yeah, it could have ended on a funny note instead because they'd already done that. Why didn't it? They should have. Yeah. yeah. Really Little bit have. of both. I thought it was funny. I liked it. it was I, 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 was, that I was, yeah. was fine at the end. I was I was only grossed out by the weird herpy on his shoulder. Everything yeah. else is fine, but that really grossed me out. You know that's that, very interesting. The, the slave, the collector's slave. Why that is, is that yeah, seem weird? That seems unnecessary. It's like the other one well, was I like mean, she killed herself in an effort to kill him. Yeah. Hey, let, let me just I, yeah. ask. I'm I'm confused about who was able to 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 hold on to the Infinity Stones because is Ronan immortal? immortal? Yeah, because he's he was like I didn't know you were immortal. I think I think he might be or like. I know the Kree have like really was... advanced science, so I think he that maybe... seemed like someone who's strong enough that he was a knew that he'd be able to hold it. I yeah, think. But, yeah, but but he just like specifically said, "You can't hold mortals? that. You're mortal." Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I don't know, know who he was. He was. If he's immortal, then why is he bowing down to? I guess he was. But like even immortals in this universe aren't that immortal. But it's like less That's yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Maybe they're like the elves or something. But no, yeah. like like Thor, like because it's that's from it's from the same yeah, yeah. Uh, right. uh, yeah. world. Um, what else would we do differently? Okay, so I would do a couple things differently. One, Rocket is played by anyone with manic energy. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Uh, Who else? Uh, I would go fucking like uh, probably not, but Al Pacino would be. No. Would be, uh, yeah, he'd be too old. No, nah, it doesn't uh, matter. Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He'd be good. I just <laughs> need more. I just need more energy. Hank area. <laughs> uh, there's like a ton of different options. You could go. I think Charlie Day would be a great one. Uh, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie would be great. Yeah. Uh, fucking some oh, British shit. people. Who you. I I, you did not have me until you said Charlie Day, and now I've reevaluated really uh, everything. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be on board with a British rocket. Uh, he's not. Yeah, you exact. lost me again. <laughs> nah, man. Go back to Charlie. A Cockney rocket. I think Char- Charlie Day is. <laughs> the best Cockney option but yeah <laughs> someone Cockney oh, yes here's like the thing is the first John person Cleese? the first person who came to mind I think people would drastically disagree with me but I think he would genuinely nail it and it's Russell Brand I think Russell Brand would be a very fun huh. just someone who at their yeah, more like Russell pacing Bland. is like yeah would be good uh, but yeah Charlie Day Seinfeld <laughs> it's like I make suggestions how about Larry take me seriously <laughs> Uh, what's the thing with these big guns? Uh, <laughs> Larry, Larry David. Let's talk real fast. How about Norman Larry McDonald? David would be pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, Listen, we need to get the the battery. It's purple. God, fucking Larry David. Every <laughs> what? No good. Every Larry David joke is just. Ah, uh, I think the world should work this way. You think the world should work that way? Of course I think the world should work that way. That's every Larry David joke. Yeah, it's that, but it's funny. Oh. Yeah. Well. I thought that was funny. That was so, just the structure yeah. in itself. Was, uh. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, so Rocket Raccoon, someone higher, uh, higher energy. Charlie Day, Topher Grace is another person who, like, Topher just his Grace. energy is right. If, if he started yelling and getting scratchy-throated, I could hear it. I'm just going to chime in and say, uh, I disagree with all of this. I'm a little sad this is the last question because I think this movie's great. Cool. 
I don't know. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do anything differently. I mean, I would do like very, very subtle things differently. Like I would use more practical effects instead of CG. I would fix some of those one-liner moments. I wouldn't be able to write the jokes myself, but I would ask somebody who There's could. There's not a lot of attention know? to the whole, he's going to de- destroy the whole planet. There's no, there's not a lot of attention to that. I, I guess it, like the more I watch the movie, it's a the, hard thing to do. It's like they, they did it with the Death Star, yeah, and but sometimes can do that. Where the I'm more like, I, I watch get, the movie, I feel like I feel the stakes of it. The more I watch the movie, the more I feel the stakes of it. Because the more I kind of pick up on the yeah. subtle things that are building towards that stakes. moment at the end. The more I watch more, it, the more I... More this time, I think. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I get it. They are they got a plan. They're punching a hole in the thing. Yeah. I, I kind of could tell more what was happening this yeah, time. And this is why I wouldn't really do anything differently. is Because the primary focus of the filmmaker was to provide uh, a feel-good feeling. And that is so fucking worthwhile. And they fucking did it, you know? So, like, why would I change anything in this movie that might fuck up that feel-good feeling at the end? I wouldn't do it, because it's very fucking great. And yeah. when I watched... I just said fuck a lot, but I very... I feel this way. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's like, the whiskey talking. Yeah. It says, it says the F word a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, by the time I get to the end of the movie, every time... Every time I feel great, you know? There's moments in the middle where I'm like, oh, maybe I'd change this a little bit. I, I might adjust that scene where Star-Lord's in space... Uh, and his face is frozen because it doesn't make right any sense. Afterwards, they're fine. Yeah, totally. I would change that a little bit. But by they should the... just not have been fine. Like immediately, they basically look like they roll out of a shoot, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, <laughs> totally. cuddling there." Yeah, I feel like if you if Still you tug at any string, like pull the thread on anything in this movie, you might uh, mess up that beautiful, the many beautiful moments at the end that happen. And I. I have always like very passionately loved movies. Something just fucking wild happens at the end um, that just kind of makes the whole experience of the whole movie for you. So when a movie does that, I'm just so happy. I just shut up and smile. What would I have done differently? My overarching problem with Marvel and really superhero movies in general is that... uh, I don't worry about any characters because no one can die. Even characters that die, they come back to life in future movies, and thus, I don't care. Even if I care about a character, and I feel like I care about... I care about Star-Lord, like, more than, like, Captain America. I don't know, like, more than a lot of these other characters. But even if he dies, like, everyone can come back to life, and so I don't worry about it. And not like Gardens of the Galaxy was super guilty of that, but who's the tree character? The tree? Groot? Groot dies... And then he comes back to life at the end. You gotta have some balls as a filmmaker. You gotta kill characters to give your movie stakes. And they sort of, you know, whenever people walk back on that, I'm always disappointed. I liked Groot, and, like, it was sad when he died. But making... You can't just, like, erase that by bringing characters back to life. I think that's, like, weak storytelling that a lot of the Marvel movies are uh, guilty of. Groot stays dead so that we feel that hurt. Well, let's do closing arguments. Let's talk about... Let's revisit the question, is this movie remembered fairly? Uh, And as a reminder, the way this movie is remembered, according to the internet, is (laughs) 89% for fans and 84% for critics. Sounds good to me. I I agree. I, I feel like that's dead on, you know? Like, normally I don't agree with fan consensus. Normally I feel like things are better or worse. I feel like this is one of those rare situations where fans loved it, I love it. I'm happy, and then I can shut up about it. Yeah, what's an 85? Like a B plus? Uh, well, yeah. I would say a little. Uh, it is not. It is not deserving of its reputation, but not by much. I would give it a 75 to 80. Okay. Which is still uh, still very fun. So if you had to answer, you'd say no. No. Yeah. Naomi. 
Uh, yeah, I don't like most movies that I see, so <laughs> I am probably a bad person to have on this kind of panel, but I would say that, you know, usually I disagree with you know, a movie that's well-loved by people, so... Yeah. Um, is that is that because like you watch it and it just doesn't do it for you? Yeah, it doesn't push my buttons. Like yeah. every everyone has different buttons. Totally. So I think my buttons might be a little weird. That's okay. I, I mean, that's probably what makes you such a, a rad person too. So oh, thanks, I wouldn't change Jesse. that either. You're a rad person. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh but yeah, <laughs> no, I think that it was probably like, you know, it was pretty entertaining. It was entertaining, like the first Star Trek movie. Or the first new Star Trek movie. Yeah. For me. That's a really good analogy. I agree. I did like And that. like the first time I watched the new Star Trek movie, there was a part of me as a deep Trek fan that wanted a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, like pathos. Yeah. But then. It was still well done. It was, yeah, it was still fun and it had a little bit of that. I mostly think- I was except, uh, mostly I was upset that the scene that I was an extra in was cut out. That was mostly what I was Yeah, that's about. bullshit. Yeah. To, yes. to finish what you're saying, you don't, you obviously don't feel like this is remembered fairly. Uh, yeah, but I don't think it's remembered any uh, more unfairly than most other movies are remembered. <laughs> so this is like That's the movies—the movies that you think are better are better by the amount that this movie is worse than what other people think. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I understood all of what you said. Just then. I think I did actually say that correctly. Yeah, I think you sure. said what you meant to say, and yeah. I said what I meant to say. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even hearing words. I was just—I saw the concept in my mind as you said it. As you all said, all your things. Wow. <laughs> it's some high level. I like, understood it in like a packet. That's will... some high level cognitive dissonance. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Very impressed. You understand things in packets. No, like, I, I like don't. Ramen, like ramen noodles <laughs> or like information. I don't. But oh, I usually go by words. Just, the, just yeah. then I kind of felt like I kind of understood it That's without awesome. hearing the words. Nice. Brains are cool. I don't usually do that though. And and Ryan, how do you how do you feel? You were you were pro this movie before. I'm still pro this movie. I have I have I in some ways I liked it more and and I also had the time to find my problems with it, I think, which is fine. But I also think it's a movie I'll probably watch again in the future. I don't yeah. know. I think the hype over it died down as it should. It's kind of like we all were real excited about True Detective, and then we were done with it. And they made a second season, and everyone was like, don't you remember how we're, we don't care anymore? And they're like, thought you still cared. No, we didn't. <laughs> and if its legacy is that they're a good spinoff, if, if like Disney was like, yes, we'll buy Star Wars, and we'll just make a million Star Wars movies, spinoffs, and tie it in. Maybe they'll make some TV shows. I hope they do, because I like Star Wars stuff, and I think that through that you end up with some good stuff and some bad stuff you know like uh maybe not all the netflix defender shows are gonna be i've i've liked them all so far uh agents of shield you said that that kind of turned into crap uh there was that uh other one that was uh, Ooh, agent carter that agent was carter, agent carter which i was didn't awesome. see at all but i, I really like that lady yeah uh great I, I should i should probably watch what what there was of that i think that's cool and, and in some way it is like how much money can they, we make off of this property that we own but in another way, I think it's, yeah, if it doesn't damper originality to where it's like everyone is just employed to make Marvel or Star Wars things, then I think it's good. Like, uh, you know, I I like yeah. it. I Yeah, I think there's a distinction there. Like, everybody's making everything in this country to make money, you know? Like, let's not pretend that's not happening. Yeah, but the, prob- I mean, the problem is when... Great, but... Uh, the problem is when people make art 
just to make money. Like that's when it becomes a problem. But right. I don't think that's happening in these Marvel movies. I feel like these are people who are passionate about the subject matter For sure. yeah. that are nerds that are making their ultimate version of the nerd shit. And I think that's why we're all resonating with it is because it's exciting. You know, it's great. And like, I, I agree I, they, with that. They, they can have my money. I agree with you on that. I don't necessarily think that they all have a, have a good um, understanding of what makes like a, a good story. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's different than passion. Not, yeah, and, I, and I'll, I'll side with passion every day. <laughs> On the other hand, I think sometimes like a simplistic sort of story that panders can be fun. Like Galaxy so, Quest. Whatever. Totally, totally. Like Star Wars. I love yeah. Galaxy Quest. I love Galaxy, Galaxy Quest is so well. good. Right. So, so we got two, four, and three against. Three who think this movie is not... Remembered fairly because it's worse than people remember it. Is two that of us that think that you guys two of us that think it lived up to the hype. I think it's, I think it's I'm, worse, I'm a, but not him. by much. I'm with with him. Oh, you're with him. I'm so seventy five to eighty, and it gets eighty five to ninety, which yeah. I'm not on board with. So you think that you think that the hype has colored people's perception of this movie in a way, in a positive way that is unjustified. I don't think it's because of the hype. I think the hype exists because the movie sort of cashes in on Bandering. all the like 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 all the like sweet spots of millennial culture. Mm. I don't it's think like necessarily on purpose. Those damn coddled no. millennials. I, and I, I, well, I don't even disagree. I just think that that's a great thing. I think that that's like a public service. <laughs> no, I agree with you and I think that it did get too much hype because of those reasons because the same kind of thing same kind of thing with stranger things, same kind of pandering, the same kind of hype it's a little too much, but I think it, w- it died away, and what we're left with is a is a pretty good movie. I agree. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think that what we're left with lives up to the stories about the movie. That it, I think it is that good, and I think. But what I'm expecting out of this type of movie is like, is it fun? Does it make me feel good? Yes. Take my money. <laughs> I just don't think it. Uh, I think 85 percent on critics surprises me. I'm I'm really yeah. surprised by critics being at 85 on it. It makes I, it, it surprises me also. Uh, so we got two, four, three against. The final vote will be on Twitter. You guys are all on Twitter, right? You have to vote on Twitter. Yeah. Because cool. uh, if you don't vote, your voices are not heard. Where what? Where is Twitter? At Sci-Fi on Trial. On the on your computer or phone. Twitter. Oh, I see the question. Go I just... to HTTP okay. colon forward slash forward slash www.twitter.com. Yeah. Thank you, John. <laughs> slash At sci-fi on trial. Sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um, so, panelists, you have to make sure you vote as well. I did not make this clear in the past. Wow, I, I haven't no, logged into, into my Twitter time. account okay, yeah. since yeah. That's yeah. progress. What's that, Naomi? I said I haven't logged into my Twitter account since tour. Well, I only started it so we could like tell each other who had the van keys. Oh, super fun. Well, yeah. what, what what's your Twitter handle, Naomi? I think it's Naomi Adele Smith. I and... don't remember. I have to like check into that. <laughs> and Baby Dan? It's Daniel of Connell. Daniel O.F. Connell. Two N's, two L's. Johnny? Johnny Unicorn. At Johnny Unicorn. <laughs> Tweet jo- at me. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan? Tweet at me at <laughs> at O Ryan Casey. Is that O H Ryan Casey? Like oh Ryan. My Casey. favorite thing was in that one of the episodes. John went like oh Ryan Casey, oh, and it was Ryan really Casey. really charming. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. not on there. I'm on there. 
<laughs> Not other a lot, but the, the account's always there. <laughs> so you Here's say. Here's the password. Ooh. You can log in. Tweet whatever you want. Yeah, that's fine. And I'm uh, I'm at Sci-Fi Project. And then also make sure you follow the show at Sci-Fi on Trial. That's where you can see the Twitter votes and where you can uh, vote on the next movie. Oh, that reminds me. So we have to come up with a list of movies uh, to vote on the next Twitter vote for our next episode. I had this thought that it'd be fun to do uh, movies that have controversial endings because there's so many sci-fi movies that are just like ride or die on their endings, right? And I thought of this because um, Reddit user uh, Lily Lil... Lil Lil, Lil I Lil. Let I don't me look know. at it. Uh, right there. It's just about, uh, It's a bunch of L's and I's. Yeah, it's hard to read. L I L L I I L L I L L L L L L L L L L uh, well, Lily Lil recommended Prometheus, which I haven't seen. Uh, and what? All I hear is like terrible you things. You haven't seen yeah. Prometheus? Oh, I will tear that one. Everyone talks about Prometheus either. and they all tell me like the ending was terrible. And it got that me. The whole movie was dumb. So that's one. But that got me thinking about like sci fi <laughs> movies with controversial endings. And I thought it'd be fun for the next vote. God, to, that's a dumb one. To have a list of four. What about so, Men in Black 2? Oh shit, that's a good one. Uh, everyone's off board on that movie. Though. I, don't I love know. that movie. I, 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 I like movie. that movie. The, well, but but the ending, <laughs> the ending of Men in Black Two is just like the last second. It doesn't What's like the change that? the way you think about the whole movie. The way like um, yeah. we've talked about this yeah, one before, but AI, like the yeah. end of AI, uh, is so polarizing that a lot of people are just off the whole movie because of that. I thought oh. everyone had just fallen asleep by that point. Ooh, fighting words. It was a and long movie. AI did pretty well. <laughs> I really liked that movie, but I still well. fell asleep. It, 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 it did pretty well dumb when we had it on the vote last time. So, what do you think? Want to put it back on the vote? That movie's dumb. I hate it. I love that movie. Well, I haven't seen it. Good reason to? I don't know. Um, I'll fight about that. Well, we have several to choose from here. Uh, I could revisit it. One that I think would be very, very, very good to do because of its ending would be Interstellar. Ooh, yeah, I would, I would, I would argue about that one. I want an excuse to watch it. Oh, guys, I don't like Christopher Nolan movies. It's like very much. Uh, there's, there's like shots of space in that movie that brought tears to my eyes. It's a wonderful. movie. I cried movie. like four separate times during uh, that movie. Okay, I, I fucking wanna, love that movie. I would right. love to talk about that. I want to watch that, and I'm gonna hate it. All. I'm gonna hate that movie. I think. I, here's the thing: is <laughs> I really love it, but I could give a really good argument for why it sucks but yeah, <laughs> yeah. and there's thing there are things that happen in that movie that make me feel like I shouldn't like it inception so. I was going to say shit certainly you just blew my mind also man crap oh. yeah cuz I, I loved it when I first so saw it and then I saw it like a year ago and I was like this is I've only done yeah. one watch. It's real like memento. Fire. You can't go back and watch it again cuz it's, it's dog shit I never that saw it is. you're like that's clever and the cleverness <laughs> Fooled me. Oh. <laughs> the other one I was You're thinking like, about was uh, again. Unbreakable. I like oh, that, that movie. First... Well, Unbreakable or Signs. That's I wanted like bet. one no. of the Shyamalan. I don't want to see Signs. Dude, I love Unbreakable. Signs. Best signs, one. signs is so... knocking on your door? Ah, oh, shit. This happens every time we get too loud. Time is it. Okay. I say Unbreakable. Um, I we, like Unbreakable. We have to whisper now because my neighbors are knocking on the door. Okay. It's only 10.30. Oh, it's 10.30. Lick my dick. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so we've got Prometheus, AI, Interstellar, Inception, Men in Black 2, Unbreakable, and Signs. Let's narrow this down. Uh, Prometheus, I think, sounded like everyone was yeah, into Prometheus. having that in the vote. Um, I, I would 
Love so, an excuse to watch that again. Any I haven't of those. seen it. So let's pick a, a Nolan movie, Interstellar or Inception. My vote would be for Interstellar. Mine's Interstellar because I, I haven't seen it. Interstellar. And, I'm, Sweet. and I think I'm going to not like it. And then let's pick a Shyamalan, Unbreakable, Unbreakable. or Science. Unbreakable. Unbreakable is, I think, his best movie, and I actually really Maybe like his that only movie. good movie. Maybe I, I, possibly I, his only really good I adore movie. that movie, and I'd be very happy to do that. Well, okay, that sounds like we all like it too much, though. And then... Um, yeah. Don't you want something controversial? Yeah. Oh, I'll find someone who doesn't Signs like it. Signs is just... I don't even enjoy watching God, Signs. I love I Signs. Yeah. I love it. I don't know if I can sit Maybe we should watch it. Signs then. I don't like it. Because you love it, and I think it's bad. I like uh, it. That's a good argument. I'm yeah. not in. That's fine. You and can do it that Clearly, movie, John doesn't like it, and I'm pretty sure I didn't Planet like it. Aliens? Okay, so what's the final word? Unbreakable or science? Science. Let's do science. Okay, because unbreakable is good. And then we our our wild cards here were uh, AI and Men in Black Two. AI. I have not watched AI since I saw the theater. I would do AI again because I haven't seen it since I was like nine. Yeah, I think AI. Okay, here's the list. The four movies we're voting between: Prometheus, uh, AI, Interstellar, and Science. I bet Prometheus is going to get the vote. I hope so, because that's one that I've been looking for an excuse to watch. I want yeah, to be stellar, baby. Ugh. I want to argue about that, because the people All who hate movies, it are yeah. very I do right, want to do Prometheus, because that was so much. Nice. I'm very happy with anything on it's this list, crap. so I'll be happy. Uh, well, John, Naomi, uh, I'm Guy Pierce, Chris. I'm old there's no Chris here. For no reason. Who's here? John, Could've, Naomi, Baby Dan, and Ryan. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us again on but Sci-Fi you, on you Trial. You put me in makeup for no reason. Never am I young in the whole film, but for some reason... I'm old in this part. I'm so dumb. I'm Maybe very confused about what we're talking about. Oh, I still haven't. I haven't sat in over. He's talking about Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. I don't know uh, play, he's he, about. Yeah, he's got makeup on, making him an old man. He plays an old man. Why don't you just cast an old guy instead of putting a young guy in old man makeup? <laughs> Never in the movie is he young. There's no part of the movie where he's a where you're like, oh well, I see now. Well, then you, then you have to hang see out him. with well, an old guy. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this in the future so. when we talk about Prometheus on the show. But thank you so much for joining us, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Jesse. And thus concludes the trial of Guardians of the Galaxy. Now the power passes to you. Follow us on Twitter at Sci-Fi on Trial to cast your vote. You decide what we put on trial next and the verdict for this trial. Sci-Fi on Trial is part of the Sci-Fi Project, my ever-expanding collection of Sci-Fi-themed podcasts, music, and music videos. Visit us online at scifiontrial.com to learn how you can become a supporter and gain access to exclusive content like an upcoming bonus episode from the Trial of Guardians of the Galaxy. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on Sci-Fi on Trial.